Welcome to the Invest Smarter Podcast, where you'll learn about the power of building wealth through real estate and how you can achieve financial freedom through multifamily investing. If you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com, and take advantage of our free ebook, Multifamily Millions, How Anyone Can Invest in Apartment Buildings. Now, here's our host, Simon Castillo. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another Friday Look Back episode of the Invest Smarter Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Castillo, and this is my weekly look at what's happening in the world of real estate investing, and also my opportunity to give you my best insights and tips into the world of real estate investing, business, and entrepreneurship. And so with that, I'd like to kick off and just remind everyone again uh, that we do have open investment opportunities right now. Uh, and if you'd like to learn more, uh, the best way to do that is to get onto our email list. Uh, and you can do that a couple of ways. One, you can sign up for our newsletter um, at our website, sastexascapital.com. Um, you can also download our free resource, uh, an ebook on uh, multifamily real estate investing. Um, you can also do that at our website, sastexascapital.com. Again, either, either of these uh, resources, our newsletter or the ebook, will put you onto our email list uh, and that will notify you, uh, put you in line to be notified when there's uh, new investment opportunities that come available, um, which can range from uh, multifamily opportunities uh, with a longer term uh, time frame, you know, five, six years. Uh, we also have shorter term uh, projects, uh, new construction uh, projects uh, locally in San Antonio. Uh, that are also available right now. And these are shorter term opportunities, uh, typically about six to eight months uh, for you to have your capital returned, uh, but still an opportunity for you to, to invest in real estate and generate outsized returns uh, with real estate uh, as, as the vehicle. Now that we got that out of the way, I do want to uh, today uh, make this another uh, Ask Me Anything episode, AMA episode. And I have a question that was emailed in uh, to me from, from Matthew. Uh, and I'd love to answer your questions. So uh, if you have a question and you think that it's something that people would be interested in knowing, uh, or it's just a, a question that you have, uh, I'd be happy to answer it live on one of uh, these podcasts. You can always send your questions to simon at sastexascapital.com. That will come directly to me. Um, and I'd be happy to feature these questions uh, on the podcast. Um, so today's question comes from Matthew. So right now he's experiencing that sellers are demanding unreasonable terms when it comes to even looking at a property. And I've actually experienced this myself, uh, but let me go on with the question. Uh, they're asking me to get the property under contract before even viewing the property. And they're demanding due diligence timeframes and closing schedules that are simply unreasonable uh, for him to accept. How would you recommend negotiating the property purchase under these conditions? So that is actually a, a very, very good question. And one that I've experienced uh, firsthand myself uh, in trying to tour a property. You know, I was told that we needed to have uh, an offer in and uh, a conditional acceptance before we could even tour the property. The first part that you need to understand is, is that as a buyer, you should never be an anxious buyer. You know, a seller is the one with the problem you should have a process for your due diligence. So it doesn't make sense for you to cut corners on what that process for due diligence is. There's a difference between cutting corners and moving quickly. 
And it doesn't, what I'm saying is that it's not that you can't move quickly, but the only time you should consider cutting corners on a deal is when that deal is so deeply discounted that it protects you from the risks that you might skip in your due diligence process. So for instance, you might have five or six things that could go wrong on a project that you simply don't have time to check. And then when you, when you quantify what those things are and you attach a dollar value next to them, you may say, you know what? I'm getting that property at such a deep discount that even if these risks come true, I'm still getting a good deal. And only under these circumstances does it ever make sense to cut corners on due diligence. And even then, you still have to be careful. So remember, you know, often the seller is looking to get out of a property because they have a problem. You as a buyer are coming in trying to solve their problem. A seller is often looking to get top dollar for their problem. And they're looking for a quick closing because, again, they have a problem and they need you, the buyer, to solve it. Now, oftentimes the real problem is often emotional and it's with the seller. So the best thing to do right now at this point, ask the seller why they're insisting on such an unusual process. I would, I would love to hear what, what their answer is. Maybe they've had a bad experience. You know, they wasted a bunch of time with a buyer that was never a qualified buyer. Oftentimes a property might have been tied up for months under contract uh, with someone who never had the ability to close on that property. And now at the end of this period, uh, the seller has nothing to show for it other than uh, having to put the property back on the market. This may cause, you know, may cause a seller to have, you know, PTSD from buyers and they don't know how to handle it. And the most valuable thing that you can do at this point is to help the seller separate their experience in the past from their need to qualify the buyer who's now in front of them, that buyer now being you. So in our own due diligence process, we typically have a two-phase process. And the first phase is really designed to uncover whether there's a showstopper in the project that will kill the deal. Um, and if that issue exists, then we want to know about that, uh, that issue quickly. Now, typically these types of uh, things that could kill a deal you know, quickly, structural issues um, you know, with the property, I think that's probably number one. We want to know that you know, quickly. Also financial issues. If you know, we, we, we want to do a financial audit on the property and we want to do that quickly uh, to uncover any irregularities uh, between the financial uh, records of the property and what we've been uh, shown you know, at some point in the, in the process. Because really, you know, the last thing, even as a buyer, you don't want to waste your time. You know, you don't want to spend months uh, working on due diligence and then have to cancel the project. You would have spent a bunch of money uh, on reports and wasted a whole pile of time. And then the project is not a fit. You know, you want to know that quickly. So we, we call this part of our, our process, our quick kill list. And in an ideal world, you want a quick no or a thorough yes. But the last thing that you want is a slow no. And again, explain to the seller that you're a qualified buyer. Show them that you're a qualified buyer, either through some sort of pre-approval uh, from a lender. Uh, show them a history of transactions that you've closed. Uh, show them that, that you are a qualified and knowledgeable buyer. And, and remind the seller that right now, the process that they're trying to use is actually pushing away qualified buyers you know, there, you can offer as a buyer, you can offer to uh, design a process alongside the seller. And that, and, and that way you can bring transparency to the entire process. You can show them your due diligence every step along the way. 
And it's possible that that may not be enough. You know, even sometimes, you know, the seller has a need and that's far beyond what the buyer can solve. You know, seller may, may at times ha simply have a belief that this single asset sale will somehow fix whatever problems they might have. And it's very dangerous for you as a buyer to take on someone else's problem and then make it yours. So framing this in another, in another way, don't accept risks that you're not willing to accept the impact of those risks as a certainty. So my, in my experience, what that says is that you should never try to convince a seller of anything. Share your process, be open and honest, and let the chips fall where they may. If the transaction has an element that's forced, it's probably not going to work. At least it's not going to be in your benefit as a buyer. You know, it's got to feel like it's a right fit for you as a buyer. You need the time to perform all of the due diligence required. That includes getting your environmental assessment, commercial appraisals, property inspections, construction quotes, surveys, um, checking to see if there's any open building permits that haven't been closed, insurance underwriting, and on and on. A full, you know, our full due diligence checklist consists of over 150 items. So I'm not sure what your process looks like, but I know that we need sufficient time to complete all of these items and we cannot be rushed. If, if it doesn't fit your criteria, then maybe it's just a deal that you need to pass on. And I think right now it's, an, it's, it's, an, it's a fallacy that deals are scarce. You may be having difficulty finding them uh, at first, but they're there and they show up with increasing regularity. And I think they'll continue to show up uh, especially over the next six to 18 months. So never be scared to walk away as a buyer. If the seller is serious about selling, they'll probably come back to you and offer you a lower price, maybe in a few weeks. And so I'll repeat what I said at the very beginning, and that's to never be an anxious buyer. So Matthew, I want to thank you again for uh, such, a, such a great question. And for the listeners at home, uh, this is going to wrap up this episode of the Friday Look Back. So hopefully you found value in today's episode and you learned something. And if you did, you know, please leave me a five-star rating and a review. Again, it goes a tremendous way in terms of helping to grow the show and also attract the type of content and guests that you as a listener uh, will find value in. So again, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Friday Look Back, and we will talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the Invest Smarter Podcast the show that educates you so that you can take control of your financial future. Be sure to rate the show five stars and leave us a review. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you automatically receive the newest edition of the podcast when it's released. If you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate and taking control of your financial future, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com and take advantage of our free ebook, Multifamily Millions how anyone can invest in apartment buildings. And be sure to sign up for our mailing list to receive exclusive investment opportunities straight to your inbox. It's time to invest smarter. That's sastexascapital.com.